Hey, it's Carter Riley from Ring Addicts here to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Also, it's free. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, this is Carter Riley from Ring Addicts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. That's right. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Don't have a listenership yet? That's cool. You can still make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's rock and roll. Uh, yeah. Uh, live from the Rantoul Street Studio in Beverly, Massachusetts, this is Ring Addicts, your home for combat sports. And here are your hosts for Ring Addicts, the very eager hosts tonight for Ring Addicts. Mad Attack and Blaze. Yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm here with my two, and of course, uh, Carter Riley and my guy Mad Attack, attacking the mat with the facts and stats. Uh, yeah. and I'm excited to be here, and of course, we are eager to get into the the show. But uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you all listeners, first-time listeners, day-one listeners. Uh, please, questions, comments, contact us, please. I want to get your input. Uh, this only grows from the ground up. Any type of quandaries on who we are, what we are, send in photos, questions, art, whatever you want. We want this to be the best fan interactive wrestling community on the planet from corner to corner turnbuckle to turnbuckle off the top rope with a belly to uh, belly to back suplex Uh, we're here to hit you with the truth and nothing but the truth i want to shout out also i want to shout out the fans that saved up their money for all wrestling events even if they had to sit up in the bleachers i want to shout out you guys because with you without us the, these companies don't know who they're rooting for. We are the the guys that that know the business. We're the ones that sit there where it's super quiet and all we're hearing is the sound of the mat and we got to stare at that screen. So I want to shout you out. I want to shout out all the little kids that watch wrestling. I want to shout out all the older people, just any wrestling fan possible. I also want to shout out the medical workers out there in the field right now during the coronavirus. I want to shout out all the people that are essential workers doing the damn thing, working out there. We love you, support you, and we hope that you stay safe and your family's safe. Wear a damn mask, wash your hands, clean your asshole. We know what it is. Um, and let's get into the show. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, yes. Before we begin, do you mind if I do one quick shout out? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I just want a quick, I want to do a quick shout out to both. This is the NWA podcast and Gary Horn. Oh yeah, the, the um the host of that for following us at Ring Addicts Pod on Twitter, and uh, yeah, so shout ah, okay. out to them. They're doing a ah. great job over there. 
Ah, okay, okay. I got my eye on you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, an eye for an eye. Uh, No, man. Apparently, Rey Mysterio got some really great deal. Putting your eye on the line for Vince McMahon must mean a couple million dollars. Who knew? But, uh... Let let's let's rock and roll into the night and let's let's get into mm-hmm. this show. So, um, Mad Attack, if you if you would please start me off with an uh, uh, this is actually going to be Entendre a bang because it is mm-hmm. AEW Dynamite and they definitely started off with a bang. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, so Mad Attack, go into this evening for me, sir. Okay. All right. First off, I just want to say, uh, I already uh, like tweeted it back to him but uh cody said happy birthday to me on uh, on sunday through text through text message happy 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 birthday yeah he 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 said it through through uh text message so i just want to say thank you very much cody for saying happy birthday to me and uh uh, keep up the great work you're doing awesome and anyway so i'm gonna go into this um, the first match of Dynamite is, in fact, Cody Rhodes versus Eddie Kingston. Um, well, uh, Cody's out there, and and the uh, show already starts, and Cody's already out there. Can and you, can you, uh, Mad Attack? Can you give me a reference point to who that man is? For, for oh yes, some, yes, for, yeah, for, yes. For some of us yeah. that don't know who he is. Okay, uh, Eddie King, Kingston. Uh, before was in NWA and a yeah, uh, boy over there. Yeah, and he he is also very very popular all all throughout the independent scene. Um, it, it, he is one of the top stars. He's uh, it, you know he's like he's got a little bit of ECW in him, but he's uh, he he's uh, he started he didn't start wrestling until after ECW came about uh, after ECW went down. But like he uh, he definitely has the extreme in him, and he brought that uh, last night. Um, and uh, basically, yeah, um, I don't know too much more about him except for being in TNA, um, in NWA. I think maybe he was in in another one, but uh, I know That's he's, cool. he was in right. NWA. He is definitely but, uh, quick, an but quick fact, some sort. Yes. But quick fact: he hasn't he hasn't wrestled for so long that he yeah. had to he had to sell his wrestling boots to pay his mortgage. Like yeah, 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 yeah. They were they were saying that last night on Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. He had to sell like, his wrestling boots uh, to pay his mortgage. But not only that, Eddie Kingston is fucking a, a hell of a worker. But he's also fucking yeah. tapped. He grew up on the wrong side of Brooklyn, you know, where people get yeah. shot and stabbed, him in homicide. You know, like they they will fuck you up. And we saw yeah. that West. Wait, we saw that wait, dirty wait, wait. side of Homo- Brooklyn last Homo- night. Homicide? Yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah. he he was actually teaming or like, because I know Homicide. I didn't remember him. Yeah, ah. quick story about Homicide. Homicide got shot in the leg in a drive-by and still went to a wrestling match. He didn't even go to the Damn. hospital because like the like oh, the, wow. police, the police knew like he was like legit a gangbanger at that point but like he gets shot in the leg and he literally fucking goes and wrestles and like Damn, dude man. it's fucking crazy That's thank, you, thank you thank you carter riley for these uh 
interesting factoids that makes this so much better. So let, let's nuts. so let's uh, walk into AEW Dynamite TNT yeah. and with a bang. Let's go, yeah. Cody versus oh. Eddie Edwards. Let me get that right. No, Eddie Kingston. Eddie, Eddie Kingston. Kingston. Okay, cool. Eddie Kingston. And, yes. uh, it's it's a great match, uh, awesome. And um, at the be- before the match, Eddie asked Eddie said that he asked uh, Tony Khan if he could have this match be, uh, I guess, uh, no disqualification. And uh, t- Tony Khan just said, "Yeah, that's fine as long as Cody agrees to it." And Cody, of course, agreed. And uh, you know. They got uh, they got it uh, locked up and uh, it was a great match back and forth. Great. Um, finally, uh, Eddie Kingston would go outside and go under the ring to find a satchel of thumbtacks, oh. and Eddie Eddie would sprinkle these thumbtacks on the on uh, the mat. Uh, Cody would try and avoid this uh, by doing like a power bomb or a pile driver of his own. But he uh, messed up on it, and Eddie Kingston was able to get Cody up for a uh, power bomb and power bombed him like nothing on his back at all, right into the thumbtacks. And uh, yeah, like you could see like a a number of them sticking out of Cody as he as he got up, and and uh, and like. Yeah, you know, he definitely grimaced for a little bit, but but like right away he was back up and he was he was like on on Kingston again. And then uh, the, there was like a Irish whip, and and uh, and uh, Cody came back and like knocked him down. And then uh, like uh, another couple of moves here and there. And then next thing you know, Cody Cody locked in the uh, figure four, and Eddie Kingston tapped. Whoa! And okay, Cody, that... Cody won that match. Wow! Wow! What a what a hardcore match to start off with a natural uh, bang for, uh, which I I gotta say. So I've watched both of these shows simultaneously. I, I because mm-hmm. my my entitled preference, my actual part of this is I need to cover NXT, and yeah. during the times that I'm covering NXT, I still have my eye on AEW. So I'm watching yeah. these both programs dual screen. I've been doing yeah. this uh, uh uh Carter Riley, how long have we started how long uh, have uh, we been doing this? Let's see. Like over a month and a half cuz we started June 8th. Okay. So over so so a, a month and a half of me watching both programs simultaneously. Hmm. My, meanwhile, uh, attempting to keep my concentration, yet obviously <clears throat> no wanting yeah. to know all because again we are ring at yeah. corner to corner, turnbuckle to turnbuckle, off the top rope with uh, a flying a flying scissor scissor kick. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of, I was thinking of uh, Booker T. Uh, I've been I've been thinking about Booker T, Stevie Ray, Harlem Heat a lot. So I want to think of something. Uh, uh, I miss them so much. I remember. I remember watching watching Saturday Night Live, and and uh, they were they were on there a lot. You know, uh, them and Sherry, and then Sherry had. Uh, you know uh, what? What was his name? Colonel Sanders or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that, phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, one of the greatest tag teams ever. I was definitely thinking of them. Uh, so I, I want to say that keeping my eye on both products, but at the same time, what happened on the on NXT was a pretty good sized news because there was obviously the historic move of Keith Lee winning the NXT World Championship, but also mm-hmm. him having the North American title. Is he going to defend both? Or what exactly was going to occur with his status? As we find out, what he intends to do is relinquish the North American title and defend the NXT title. And uh, which I think is a fair decision. It was made evidently clear, and so now there is going to be a tournament for the for the North American title, which tells you a, a clear and concise story of what is going to occur. Is it going? Who's going to fight for these opportunities for the title? And uh, we have that decision evidently clear. So we have uh, Dexter Loomis. Versus Killian Dane. I must say, I really extremely like Dexter Loomis's style of wrestling. I, I I haven't got used to his like a um his look, but his yeah, actual yeah, style yeah, his, in the ring is very fluid. Yeah, um, his, his look is kind of like a cross of um of Dolph Lundgren in, uh, yeah, uh, the, but, you know what movie I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, but uh, Red October, I want to say? Is it Red yes, yes, Red yes, October. yes, And, yes. uh, but he's extremely fluid and lucid and, you know, oh, yeah. so it, 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 it's yeah. very interesting to watch and, uh, with his, his match with, uh, Killian Dane. So it was showing more of uh, Dexter Loomis's ability in the ring, working with a uh, a veteran, if you will, Killian Dane. No slouch in inside the ring, I must say. And so oh, it no, was, I, uh, I love him in the ring. He's awesome, dude. It, it was a good chemistry, very a very hard style. And uh, Dexter Loomis hits out um, a modified cross arm, uh, crossbar, and just chokes out Killian Dane, doesn't even tap out, just chokes him out and he falls asleep and so the referee calls it. So now what what exactly it looks like is Dexter Loomis moves on to an opportunity for the North American title with this happening. So what then uh, moves on to is his his name moves up and he is one of the opponents that will get an opportunity to be a North American title, which, again, I'm very simple story. Men going for the number one title or whatever title they picture in their, in their hopes to, in the company, and I, that's all I need. I don't need too much more than that for the story, and I'm, I'm really happy for what's next. No pun intended. So, <clears throat> Mad Attack, please, what what happens next? Uh, the next match is a match between... Uh, uh, <clears throat> first, we have uh, MJF comes out, and I think the other guy, uh, Griff Garrison, he's already out there. And Griff Garrison... Um, I don't think I ever heard of them before. I'm, I mean, I might have heard of them mentioning them, um, like, uh, like just on the run, but like, uh, 
a jobber. Yeah, yeah this guy, this guy looks um, amazingly identical to Jungle Boy. So MJF kind of played with it a little bit, and and he uh, kind of called him a Jungle Man or Jungle Guy or something like that, and uh, you know just kind of like uh, you know threw that uh, little pun in there with him, and. Uh, M- MJF is, is, is saying, oh, uh, you know, I'm undefeated and, you know, you know, whoever you are, whatever you are, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Garrison says, you're not undefeated. Yeah, you, you lost uh, in a tag team match. And, uh, and MJF is just like, you shouldn't have said that. And then he knocked, he like uh, punched him or kicked him or something. And then yeah. the, match start, the match starts. And, you know, it's, it, I think it, it was, it, it, I, I think Garrison, you know, he, he might have had a better shot at this match if he, uh, like, you know, I don't know. Uh, he didn't look too good out there. Yeah, he was a jobber. <laughs> so basically, MJF would just kind of toy with him. And so what is MJF uh, more? What is MJF's record presently? Um, because uh, I know he is undefeated right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh. See, that's the thing, but he is undefeated, but it's not, he doesn't have many massive wins other than what the one with Cody, which that was a fantastic storyline. But other than that, it's just him meandering with wins and I guess staying on the screen. So at what some point he's going to get hot and fired and bothered and newsflash. I would. It would be amazing in my mind if, like, MJF was talking crap about people who are talking about his undefeated streak, but his undefeated streak is has only maybe three, three credible wins on it. Uh yeah, I, I, maybe I, I, three I guess, to four. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a chink in that, like. Yeah, like, your wins, your wins and losses, yeah, I get it. But what also makes Ric Flair one of the greatest is his wins and losses were against massive people. They were not, even if it was by dirty moves and that business during the 80s, I will start to take MJF's record serious once it's against a string of top-notch oh, oh, yeah. opponents. But yeah, until yeah. then, it's just uh, he's just filling it. Um, he's looking like a mid-card heel, and I still hold Miz hell of a lot higher than I do MJF. And that's in my oh. true opinion. So I'm here to talk okay. to it and see what that view oh, is. Yeah. So, I mean, you can yeah. push against that, but Miz has some big wins. Massive oh, yes. wins. Yes, um, wrestling wise, wrestling wise, yeah, Miz is still is still light years ahead of us. But in ways of being obnoxious and annoying, oh, yes. yeah, he takes and, and like an, and like an asshole, you know. Yeah, he it's, does take the cake. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. No, I agree. But then, even then, if you want to talk about being a true asshole, that you don't shine a candle, or you, you're not even in the shadow to argue. Yeah. 
yeah. So again, yeah. Who is MJF other than uh, a scarf? MJF to me is a scarf. He is not even a character yet. I, I'm I'm yeah. here. I'm here as a true hard paying dollar for dollar fan. You can say yeah. whatever you want to say about me, but I have enough to critique about you because I pay. Yeah, I pay. So, so yeah. we're we're here. Corner to corner, turnbuckle to turnbuckle, inside these ropes, off the turnbuckle, off the top turnbuckle with a flying elbow drop. I'm going to tell you, I paid, I came, and I'm going to critique you. You can get mad at me because oh, yeah. that, that's your option and your opinion, oh, I, I, but my opinion is my opinion. No, I, 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 I'm with you on that because, you know, I'm, I, I'm the same way. I want to critique all these uh, all oh, yeah. these. Yeah, oh, yeah, and that's what we're here for. And so we want to also shout out all our first-time listeners, next-time listeners. I want the light bulb to go out to all the people listening. If you want to be a part of this group, you most certainly can from our to questions to just anything that comes to your mind, we're gonna also pass it off to my main man Carter Riley to provide the plugs on how you can contact us and to ask us things because we're here to talk to you. We're in the basement building this, we're at the ground floor. You can ask us and talk to us because we're still here and we're gonna grow this to the best of our ability. Corner to corner, turnbuckle to turnbuckle. We love every single inch of this. Uh, Carter Riley, could you do me a favor and plug us? So, uh, pause. Could you uh, provide our contact info and all that commercial stuff for me, sir? Of course. Thank so you. So you can <clears throat> you can email the podcast at ringaddictspod, ringaddictspod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. You can follow the lead of this is the nwa podcast and follow us on twitter at ring addicts pod um join the facebook group www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ring addicts <clears throat> if you're a walkie talking enthusiast join us on zello ring channel is not dead the name of the channel is uh, is ring addicts um, you can listen to the podcast on Apple and Spotify, and as always, the podcast is sponsored and brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Download it on your phone's app store today, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we're so happy to be here with you, all listeners, whether you gotta you gotta smoke something, you're drinking something, if you're drinking some Kool-Aid, some Capri Sun, whatever you gotta do, if you gotta roll something up, you, just we enjoy you spending your time with us in your ears and your cerebellum thinking, huh, these guys are on to something. They are the fans. Cause yes, we are awesome. We are awesome. Yeah, so uh, let's continue on into the night. Uh, I have this uh, group, Everrise, co- uh, coming coming through. Chase Parker and Ma- Matt Martell versus, of course, true true uh, businessmen of this uh, this game, Tyler Breeze and Fandango, the group of Breezango, which, of course, they always ha- come with a niche type of look, and they came with Canadian mountain gear, which was also a... Uh, a mode to these uh, gentlemen as ever rise being that they're from Canada and which was actually quite hilarious and quite comical. And of course uh, the, the match went well, the, the 
chemistry that Tyler Breeze and Fandango can work in the ring with virtually any t- tag team is a great thing. And it was also great to see these guys actually pick up a much-needed win in quite some time. And how they won is they won with a dual super kick on Martel and a 1-2-3 win from the uh, – Excuse me, Brizango, uh, Fandango pinning Martel for the one, two, three, which I absolutely love. Now, I have the next point, which I've been wondering, and I think I just, I landed upon it. I, there was a, there was a moment which we can go back to a, you can go back into a later podcast that had me intrigued about Robert Stone. And aha, I have my moment. That Robert Stone's storyline is a quite good one for a, a wrestling fan to watch. Even though he isn't uh, in the ring, the job of a manager is quite important if you aren't uh, able to hold the microphone or have that certain je ne sais quoi, that X factor. You may have all the abilities in the ring, but there are certain things that characters can bring. Robert Stone has it. I don't know what it's called, but it's it. So him being a manager, he's growing his he's growing his stable. He has a Leah, and uh, last he had was a uh, what was Santa. Mercedes Mercedes. No, no, he just picked up Mercedes recently, yeah. but he also was able to work a deal with Killian Dane before that. So he oh, had a Leah. Yeah. He had a Leah, and well, actually, even before that. Uh, Carter Ray, can you Carter Riley, can you do me a favor? Uh, Robert Stone was with a girl by the name of C, and that's the best part because I'm she's forgettable because I remember Robert Stone. I don't remember her, and I think that's the whole point. Is that when she got rid of him, he could become a manager and move on. I haven't seen her. Her name begins with a C. I don't remember her. But here we have Aaliyah is one of his stable mates. We have Killian Dane as one of his stable mates, potentially. And what a big move for him working out the deal with now Mercedes. So with him, he's building a, 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 a very well-versed group of individuals. And I, I I hope it goes well for, for this man. But aside from that, I'm a little ahead of myself because what happened was it was Aaliyah versus Shotzi Blackheart. Shotzi, obviously, you know, after her, her loss, she needed a much-needed win for a retribution. But uh, <coughs> she did not get that. Uh, did she get that? I'm It didn't really matter because most of my time was spent about paying attention to Robert Sloan and how he was going to rebound. But one of the most important things was when, oh, yes, Shots and Blackheart did win. Yeah, yeah, I think think she did win, yeah. She did. She got a much-needed, deserved win. But what what was the biggest thing is in her gloating and her her, uh, victory lap, if you will, she went to run – she ran over – Robert Stone's other foot, which is in, uh, and when she did that, what what happened is, upon her being distracted, received a massive boot from Mercedes, and 
now we put we have this new coalition that Robert Jones' um, uh, group has has been de- is currently developing. So who am I looking up here? So Carter Riley, uh, who was Robert Stone managing before Leah? It was a girl with the name by the C, but she she is clearly forgettable. But I mean, is she going to show up in the picture again? That's going to be something we're going to watch next. And how does Robert Stone take such a, a, a fine opportunity of a, a stable that he can potentially grow? What does he do with it, with what is in his hands? Um, I'm excited for that. So I do have a story that I, I'm very intrigued that's going on in NXT. There isn't a ton of exciting points, but there are a few good ones that are that have a have a fun move to them. So uh I want to pass it on to my guy Matt Attack. Uh what what happens next on uh AEW Dynamite? Oh, um, I think I found who you were looking for. Oh yes. For. Yeah, go ahead. Um is it Sarav Gurjar? Mm, no, I thought it was... cuz like I'm looking at like at his WWE career from now, mm-hmm. and it looks like he managed, when he first started, he was managing Renku Singh and Saurav Garaj. Oh, no, it was a girl. It, he was managing a girl in his Robert Stone brand. She let him go. I, I, I want to say it was her Candice? Chelsea Green? Chelsea, yes. Yes. Yes, okay. Chelsea Green. Well, I don't know where she is oh, right now. Oh, uh, she got released to that oh. Zack Ryder's wife. Ah, that's okay. Zack Ryder's wife. She ah. got released uh, along with Zack Ryder. Okay. Na 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 na. Hey hey hey. Goodbye. <clears throat> and so uh, I was, I'm gonna pass it on. So Matt Attack, what what occurs next on the Wednesday night evening? Well, well, well actually, first I, I I didn't really get to finish with MJF and Griffin. Oh yeah, go Garth. ahead, go ahead. But um um. <clears throat> Uh, MJF and Griff Garris, and uh, like I said, it was very uh, like quick and uh, real, you know, match where uh, MJF just kind of toyed with him, and he gets the win with a move I guess he calls the Heat Seeker, which mm-hmm. um, it's it's kind of weird. He ha- he has uh, his opponent with his uh, the opponent's legs on the apron, and the opponent like over the second r- rope you know, draped over the second mm-hmm. rope. And he, and he, like, you know, gets into, like, a, a powerbomb position. But um, he kind of, like, just pulls him in and just, and just like, quickly drops him on his head. And then oh. I, I think it's something like that anyway. I don't know. I could be wrong, but it was something like that. And, uh, and yeah, uh, he got the, wi- the pinfall off that. And, uh, and when he did it, uh, Excalibur said the heat seeker. So... Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but um. Ah, so then, the um the next uh, segment would be uh Brick Britt Baker in the back, just uh basically like, you know um for, for first we have Tony talking with uh with Rebel or Reba or whatever her name is, and and they're gonna and like they were talking and they were supposed to like start ta- like finding out about 
who she is, not who Britt Baker is, but who the, the assistant is and what and like more about her and everything like that. But um, right away we hear Britt Baker calling uh, Reba or uh, Rebel or whatever her name is. And and uh, the camera, Tony, and uh, the assistant run into the other room. And uh, basically, it's just Britt Baker just kind of like, you, you know, you know, doing her normal bitching and doing her normal, like, complaining and shit. And she's just, like, she's trying to compare herself to Michael Jordan. And, oh, man. Yeah. yeah and, and saying that she's, like, it and everything, and she's the best role model there is, and everything, and all this other, all this other stuff, and everything. So it, 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 it it's just basically like a, like uh, you know, a, a real, a, a real rant of uh, of how she feels that she's better than any everybody, you know. And um, they talked about her surgery on her nose, and 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 she looks like she's all set now, or you know, she, yeah. Surgery on her nose, and um, and uh, they're, you know, they're still waiting for her to return. I guess her return, her return match. Um, I don't know who she's facing, but she's supposed to be performing at All Out in uh, August. Or oh, it's, okay. It's so either the last... it's either the last day of August or the first day of September. Okay, so so the next pay per view is uh, for AEW is called what exactly? All out. All out. Okay, AEW all out. all out, and it's sometime at the near end of August. Okay, yeah. and uh, <clears throat> then then continue on. What occurs next for uh, um, AEW? The next thing up was um, Jericho and the Inner Circle were like basically being interviewed and. Um, and Jericho says he's gonna embarrass Cassidy, and uh, you know, um, freshly squeezed. Alex Alex Marvez was the interviewer, and and uh, and Jericho looks to um, looks to Ortiz, looks to Ortiz, and he's like, he's is like, does it still smell like oranges? And Ortiz said yes, and and then. And, uh, Jericho walked away all angry and everything, and Hagar was like, "Hey, why just why you say that?" And Ortiz was like, "Was like, well, what do you want me to do? Lie to him?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. And then and and so then they walked away and everything. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, so um, then so so pretty much he's under the skin of. Um, well, freshly squeezed is under the skin of Chris of Jericho. Jer- of Chris Jericho, yeah. Uh, okay, and uh, so now, uh, are they going to? They're going to be fighting again. Is that what's going to happen? What exactly is it? I don't know. I could have swore he won his bout. Oh yeah, he did. He did. But be, and and he he came out last week and said and said, oh. Yeah. Not getting a rematch, blah blah blah, and then, and then, um, uh, you know, Orange Cassidy did the thumbs down, and the orange juice came down on him, and right after that, Jericho said, "Oh yeah, wow, there's definitely a rematch now. There's definitely a rematch," and because he got embarrassed, because he got because he got embarrassed, and because his seven thousand dollar suit is ruined. Oh, the white jacket that he had on. Mm-hmm. The jacket. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. 
All right, well, yeah, that that's pretty penny. If you paid seven thousand dollars for a jacket, that's a that's a tough hit to take. Um, and uh, of course, uh, and these little funny spoofs um, are are definitely a, a shining spot for AEW, which they definitely you know have fun and make a, a couple whimsical jokes, and um, it doesn't take itself incredibly serious every single moment on the show which definitely is is a bright point in every company like you got to have obviously your serious matches but at some point you got to have some sort of slapstick thing to lighten Mm -hmm. the mood yeah which is a a, a delicate (laughs) balance i must say both companies must have and uh, so I get to the point of uh, NXT that there was a swerve vignette. I mean, I'm not too dedicated to him. He he was coming up in the end. I, I haven't developed an infinity for him yet, but I know his it being that he's come up in the indies, that he's definitely going to be a workhorse and he's definitely going to show himself and his skills, which I don't doubt that by by a minute, mile, or a second. Um, I get to the point of the show where I'm sitting there going, and mind you, I'm watching both of these shows simultaneously, like the WW creative writing team, asking myself, how is it I can watch AEW? With the volume off. Watching NXT with the volume on. On a 65 inch screen. And my eye. Casually scrolls over to the AEW show on mute. I gotta say. Whatever they're doing in the water over there on AEW. Has got. Has definitely got me. With the. Because one of the. Uh. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Mac Miller. He had this. Uh, he had this. This album called "Watching Movies with the Sound Off." And I've taken that approach to a lot of different things in my life. If I can, if you can watch something, turn the volume off. If you can still watch that same thing, it, it is it is good stuff. Because you're able, because the expression of whatever you're supposed to be able to see is so emotionally filled that you can absorb that even if you don't hear it. Because it's going to occupy a sense. Because you have five senses. All senses can become illuminated via, it's a very fascinating thing that happens in the brain. So, again, I'm watching both of these shows. I'm watching both these shows, and I'm sitting there going, how is it on a 65-inch stream, volume on, mind you, I'm watching also AEW on a 23-inch iMac, and, and I'm still enthralled on what's going on my muted iMac, and I've, I've failed to pay attention to certain things that have been going on on NXT. I, you got you got to you got to help me creative team. 
You got to help me stay enthused, enthralled, excited, and happy to continue to watch the product because I'm here to be an advocate to you guys. I'm here to say that I want to watch because I am a wrestling fan and I must stay enthused about it. And maybe I'm one of the lucky ones that is able to watch both products simultaneously at the same time. But I paid the cost to say, fuck NXT. What are you guys doing? Like, what, or at least what are you doing across the board? You must keep your fans excited to tune in on a Wednesday night. If you can't keep me excited on a Wednesday night, I, I will change the channel. And it's as simple as that. And I will, I will put NXT on my 23-inch iMac monitor. And I will put AEW on my 65-inch 60, screen. And then I will, I will deliberate from that point on. Because the excitement for me wasn't there tonight for NXT. It just kept going forward, which is good for the name, but isn't good for the exciting. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, it's the next product, but I must be excited about the next thing. Exactly. So, I, but, but. We get to the triple threat match that continues the story of who are the competitors that are going to face off for the North American title. Uh, and uh, we have Johnny Gargano, All Heart, No Soul, Bronson Reed versus Roderick Strong. And uh, so I- I'm watching this match, and I mean, it was a it was a good match. I, I, again, I, and I gave up on paying attention to it because it it didn't excite me as as athletic both of these guys were. I walked away from the screen. So does it really matter that whoever one of these guys won, even if they are great competitors? I mean, you can tell me, Matt Attack. Uh, um, did you do you know who won Br- this match? Bronson Reed won it. Bronson Reed. Bronson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bronson Reed, he, he, a, a new guy getting an opportunity yeah. uh, to to fight for the title. Good for him. But again, you got to keep me excited. And there was n- not really much that made me excited. Yeah, I, I was because... I was in and out of that match, but I did, uh, but I did get the uh, one and uh, and mostly of like who dominated. Like, uh, it's just, it wasn't, it's gotta be exciting. Yeah. As a fan, I got, I have to be excited. And this wasn't exciting. I'm sorry. No, I, no, I, I, and uh, yeah. And so we get to the point where we have Orny Lorkin again going up against Timothy Thatcher, which I, I use this as my restroom break. I must say, I use this on my restroom break because I didn't. I mean, again, Orny Larkin and uh, his uh, his team partner Danny Birch were called one and two, jobber one and jobber two. I, I yes, I get that you guys were both you know, great workers, and I got the shtick. But at the same time, I'm not invested. 
I'm not invested in even Timothy Thatcher. And I think I was invested in Timothy Thatcher via Matt Riddle when he had the cage match. But other than that, I mean, I don't see Timothy Thatcher carrying my enthusiasm to uh, to see what he can do. I just see a snaggletooth guy who played hockey and now decides to go into the wrestling ring. But you can always prove me wrong because this is what your job is to do. You can prove me wrong. And um, I want to pass it off to my cohort, Matt Attack, with with the next uh, piece of information that leads us into the evening. The next segment is a... uh... A Falls Count Anywhere tag team match. And uh, yeah, and this is what I was looking at with the volume. Oh, man, I, I, I love this match. This, was, this match was everywhere. Starts out in the kitchen. Like the Young Bucks just walk in the yeah. kitchen with a referee. And, and, uh, and Butcher and Blade are doing Butcher and Blade things, I guess. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, Butcher... <laughs> Butcher was cutting up a piece of meat and Blade was filleting, yeah. which was yeah. completely to their character. Yes, so yeah, I, they were doing Butcher and Blade things. <laughs> but uh, so um, they basically, you know, like they take off their aprons and then um, I think it was uh, Butcher started uh, getting out a tape to tape his arm, but then he was just like, ah, forget it and threw it. And the the ref called for the bell, and uh, the match started. And they were, yeah, they. Uh, um, I think Matt Jackson got flipped onto uh, the, uh, one of the like the tables or the, the, the tables with weight with wheels on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, and he yeah. flips them onto that, and uh, you know the. There was a whole bunch of other stuff going on. It was nuts. And then they fi- they finally get to an escalator. They get to an escalator. And oh yeah, this is actually my favorite part because it reminded me of, um, I believe, I want to say it was 1997, um, uh, Shotgun Saturday Night, uh, The Undertaker versus... Triple H on, uh, and I, I don't remember if it was a Falls Count Anywhere match, but uh, they were on an escalator, and Undertaker Tombstone Triple H on the escalator, and I, oh, yeah. I, I was like, I, I'm sitting there watching this. You know, this is this is Shock on Saturday night. It was on at 1 a.m. in the morning on Saturday Saturday night, Sunday morning. You know, and you know, I remember sitting there watching this, and I was I was just so amazed that he actually gave him a tombstone on the escalator. <laughs> Again, again, my oh. main man, Matt Attack with the Matt was like, well, like that was just like awesome to be watching that at two a.m. on a on a Saturday night. <laughs> you can't make that up. You cannot make, can't that, make up. that up, dude. So them paying that so, ode to to them, yeah, 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 but paying the ode to Triple H and and Undertaker from '97, that was that was great, and um and, and it, it happened almost the same way too. Like uh, one of the young bucks just super kicked uh, Butcher, I want to say, and he super super kicked him, and he fell onto the escalator, and the escalator just came kept taking him upstairs. <laughs> 
And for Undertaker Triple H, Undertaker tombstone him at the top of the escalator, and Triple H is going down the stairs. Yo, that, that, that was shout out, shout! I gotta say, shout out to all the kids that tried running up and up an escalator that was going down, or an escalator that was. Going oh down. man, and and uh, shout out to the parents that had to deal with that because I've done that to my father. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, like we were always at train stations because my father didn't have a car. My, my right. I never car when we were when I was a kid. So, so like we were in and out of train stations all the time. And and it, oh yeah, all these years, and I'm just like running up and down. And my dad's just, my dad has to sit and stand and wait for me for ten minutes to run up and down the escalator twice. <laughs> Yeah, something about escalators. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's the thing. Something about an escalator as a kid must be. I don't know. Even, even. Hold on. Check this out. This is gonna be a weird one. Even till this day, Donald Trump has one of the most synonymous things of him going down the escalator. Like this. True. 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 Oh yes. Yes. So like escalators are a thing. I don't know how it became a thing, but it is. It, so yeah, shout out to all all the people who had to deal with crazy ass kids that ran up the escalator, yeah. which was us. Yes. But um, <laughs> yeah, that falls count anywhere. Young Bucks, uh, Butcher Blade match. Continue on. Oh yeah, yes, yes. I'll get back into it. So they finally make it to the ring, and uh, they're in the ring for a little bit. And then they get back outside the ring and go up to the uh, the entryway. And now the um, AEW has an entryway where there's like there's a like a circle like hallway. Yeah, the trust. Yeah, the trust. Yeah, so so um, the young bucks were able to set up Butcher and Blade on tables on either side of those uh, of those mounts, and and both young bucks get up on top of those mounts. And uh, um, I think Matt did this senton, well, which is actually the swanton too, but the senton is the the name that AEW can use because they can't use. Yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, and then um, I think uh, Nick did uh, maybe a leg drop or like a moonsault or something. You know, I can't remember. But, but uh, either way, um, it was uh, Matt that got the pinfall, I think. And um uh, uh and a big win over Butcher and Butcher. Oh yeah, big, and uh, big time win. But it was uh, awesome. Match oh, it was, it, it was all over the place. It was it was great. It was packed. It was, on a Wednesday night. I, mean, I, I, I think that's you, you knew that Butcher and Blade would. I mean, were ready. They were doing Butcher and Blade things, but like they, they were just like right away, like all right, let's go. But like young, young, so, let, let, let the young Bucks faces when they went into that match, they were I I loved the looks on their faces. I loved the those let me, looks. Let me let me ask you a, a, a question. This is what we were excited pre-show before we we got into this. Okay, <laughs> I I'm I'm starting to think the reason why people are so excited about AEW on Wednesday nights is because that's the only show. Whereas with WWE, we have 
Monday, we have Wednesday, then we have Friday, and then eventually a pay-per-view, and it's almost, it's a stat schedule. Yeah. Like, and then, and then from there on, every two and a half months, we have a AEW pay-per-view on a Saturday. And so we, we're such on this, like, hard schedule for for wrestling on the WWE side of the business that it doesn't it doesn't have that same enthusiasm because it's on the schedule whereas AEW has that one day a week yeah two hours they have to put everything they got into those two hours the yep. whole business yep. Whereas that's why all the fans are putting their eggs into that basket and saying, on Wednesday, we will support this because regardless of the matter where whatever NXT does or doesn't do, it is supported by WWE, so it will be okay at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. Do you think that's the case, that the enthusiasm isn't in the same vitriol the same oomph that it should have because like you got guys like Finn Balor over in NXT you got of course you have Keith Lee you had Adam Cole Velveteen Dream you have uh, excuse me you have Io Shirai you have uh, Dakota Kai Tegan Knox you have uh, this whole Robert Stone story, Martinez, uh, Mercedes Martinez. So there are pieces that are developing over in uh, NXT, but the same vigor on a Wednesday. Do you think it's just too? Like what? What do you think? Is, what do you think? In your opinion, is it that caused the lethargicness that is the NXT, which it should be the the oomph? Yeah, uh, I. <clears throat> I think right now, um, I think AEW, uh, you know, they announced that there was going to be a top indie star challenging Cody for, for, an, for the TNT championship. They announced that on Twitter. Tony Khan announced that on Twitter. And, and uh, you know... When you announce stuff like that on Twitter, it eventually goes to all other like media outlets, and and uh, like everybody's going to see that. And if everybody is going to see that that somebody is 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 going to have this top in a top indie star, no matter who who it is, you you're saying a top indie star is going to be on. Is going to be on TNT. Is on uh, going to be on your wrestling show. When you're saying that, you're you're uh, reaching out to a variety of different demographics. Uh, a variety of different demographics. That's like that's mm. open an open like invitation, you know. And, and like when you get send out that type of invitation, it's just like. It's just like wow, oh, that's that sounds intriguing. I wonder who it is. Who could it be? Could it be this one? Could it be that one? Could it be the, the other one? Could it be a, a, a one we don't remember from a long time ago? You know, it, it, could it be anybody? You know, it could be anybody. 
And, and, and a lot of people, I think, were thinking it was going to be Sifa because last week Sifa retweeted um, a thing Cody tweeted where it had Cody in it and it said that he's uh, facing, you know, um, a mystery a mystery opponent um, mm-hmm. at the TNT Championship. And Sifa retweeted that saying, hmm, and like, and so right away, I'm thinking, oh, maybe he's going, uh, he's going to do it. Maybe he's going after it. And, and I thought that and everything. And Cody texted the other day saying, "Who do you think um, is going to be is going to be the mystery opponent?" And I said, "I texted Eva." I, 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 oh, see, I think you need to be careful with that. Be careful with that. With uh, what is it, Spider Man? With great power comes great responsibility. Uh, so be careful what? where you put your eggs and telling your information and sources are your ideas. I'm just saying. I mean, oh, yeah, in terms of like your, yeah. you should save them. It's just in my opinion. That's all. But yeah, continue. I, I want you to because this is a thing that the whole AEW viewership is is that they're super ins- excited. For their brand, their th- that Wednesday that everybody is just like glued in and tapped in and ready to see what's happening for the next two hours on AEW Dynamite. I think again, like I'm saying to you, the real reason why is because that's all they have is that and yeah, when a company has only that much time. To keep you enthused about what's going to happen next week. Whereas I know if I'm watching WWE for the past, I don't know. How, how long have you been watching WWE? Say you, Matt. I've been, watching, I've been watching WWE since before I can remember. <laughs> like I, I, my earliest memory, my earliest memory match, I would have to say is... Uh, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's uh like wa- warrior warrior versus Hogan. I'm gonna say that's the earliest m- m- memory I have is is warrior versus Hogan at uh at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah I mean Toronto Skydome. My 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 first uh, real memory of wrestling, and I probably was watching as a little kid, uh, was. Uh, being a six-year-old with my grandmother uh, watching on VHS WrestleMania three uh, in Haiti, yeah. so and I probably watched that tape. I don't know, good like nine times because that's all I had because that's oh, yeah. all we had. So I watched that shit over and over and over, and over. Yeah, because. Hey, and I was completely happy to watch that thing. I turned the volume up as loud as I could. And uh, so I must say, uh, because I'm on this time clock of WWE, I don't know if I'm excited about WWE anymore. I'm just in a schedule to watch it. Yeah, that's the that's kind of how I am right now. So that's kind of how I am. And so I think I think WWE needs to really think that out. Really needs to go over it. And uh, 
I don't know what it's gonna take, but uh, let let's continue. Yeah. So my I'm gonna go into the main event, which was actually a a a great story in the main event. It was Karrion Cross versus Dominic Dijakovic, and uh, because there was a bit of heat from last week that they fought backstage, and now um they they face off against each other, which showed off the impressive skills of Karrion Cross and uh and what was one of the most brilliant points of the story of this match was at one point the match got really tough and really brutal for Dominic Dijakovic but and Keith Lee comes out to cheer him on and and he's ready to uh assist his friend and yet Dominic Dijakovic says no stay away this is my battle. This is my fight. Even if I get choked out, submitted, whatever, stay away, stay, uh, stay out of here, which I thought was a great uh, story. But it's also going to show it shows Keith Lee's weakness, um, that his humility for friendships and especially being a, uh, a tight on uh, the number one player in the game yeah. that I don't feel like you should have that chip on your shoulder of friends and you've given this man an opportunity. And right now it's your job and your priority to, is to protect that title at all costs. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> in this match, Dominic, Dominic Dijakovic gets uh, choked out by Karrion Cross. In, in the middle of the ring, and Karrion Cross is staring at Keith Lee and knowing full mm-hmm. sights are set on Keith Lee. Yep. Tick tock. Tick tock. Yeah. The clock. The clock ticks. Mm-hmm. Bask in my glory. Bask in my glory. Keith Lee, the the NXT champion, which I'm I'm thoroughly enthused to see these two guys go fisticuffs in the ring to see what they can put together, um, especially how 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 heavy of a massive push they're giving Karrion Cross. So that's the the shining star of NXT presently is this Keith Lee Karrion Cross feud, and um, and that's. All I have for my for my show on the NXT side of the, of the game, um, okay. I have the few shining moments, twinkling moments, but um, I just I want I wish for more enthusiasm, uh, which instead yeah. of the just scheduled life of WWE that there is, yeah, <clears throat> yep. So uh, and uh, <clears throat> yes, go ahead. So, uh, <clears throat> the next segment ended up being, uh, Lance Archer was basically like beating up. Like, I-, I couldn't get a good look at these guys, so I have no idea who they were. But, uh, like, Lance Archer was just beating them up. He, uh, I think he power bombed one through a table or something or on a table. I- I'm not positive, but, uh, he was beating all these guys up. And then Alex Marvez. He, uh, like was trying to get a word from uh, Jake or uh, Lance, and Jake just said, "Hey, he's crazy. Get away from him, man," or something like that. And uh, that was basically all of that segment that I really got. And uh, the next 
segment is a match between uh, two uh, females that are just debuting on Dynamite. Um, <clears throat> Diamante versus Ivalice. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a great match. B- back and forth. It was uh, a little bit of a quick match, and uh, Diamante wins. Uh, yeah, it was it, it was a pretty good match, back and forth. But uh, Diamante won the match, and uh, the next match ends up being Hangman Page versus Five Allen Angel. And uh, it was a great match. It, w- it really was. Uh, Dark Order gathered on the stage for a closer look. Uh, Paige ends up ends up winning. The leader and uh, Colt Cabana come out, and uh, uh, leader Brody Lee goes to the ring and uh, gets a microphone, and he. Uh, Basically, kind of like offers uh, Paige a spot in Dark Order. He, you know, he says, "I don't like the fact that you like don't have many friends and like nobody's here to, to help you and everything because uh, you have like Dark Order up there and like nobody's out here to like save." You. And mm-hmm. basically, offers him a spot with Dark Dark Order, and Paige responds by saying. I, I really don't think I'm ready to join a cult. Yeah. And, uh, and that was uh, very, very taken very uh, offensively by uh, Mr. Brody. He, he says, he said, it's weird. Yeah, you just, hey, Adam Page is blunt. Yeah. And, um, and Mr. Brody Lee just says, uh, cowboy, you just made your bed. I hope you're able to sleep in it. And, uh, he walked off, uh, him and Colt Cabana walked off, and they gave, uh, Brody Lee gave the march or- marching orders to the, to the Dark Order, and the Dark Order w- w- went down to beat him up, and they were beating him up, like, really good for a little bit. And finally, FTR comes to the, to, to save the day for, uh, Paige, and, FTR, you know, really took care of it. Uh, like a little too late, too too late, uh, not fast enough. Uh, Adam, um, Kenny Omega comes down, and uh, and he's like there to help, but he was way too late. And uh, FTR already got uh, took took care of it. And FTR offered uh, Adam Page uh, a beer, and um, yeah, and uh, Adam Page accepted it. And uh, Omega, you know, just just kind of like you know, he uh, didn't really want to like start anything with FDR, and he was just there to sit, to make sure that his his buddy was okay, his tag team partner, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that pretty much ended that. And uh, the next match is the main event, and it was not- well. Before you go there, before you go okay. there, I I do want to say something. I I I gotta say like I. I know a different Kenny Omega, and this one is, like, I don't know if it's because he's back in America, so, like, it's it, it just applies differently in his brain because, like, he's back in the United States. But, like, the Kenny Omega that I remember just, I don't know if it's also because of his age, but he was a different type of wrestler. I think 
I, I don't know what where that connection in my brain is going. Like that Kenny Omega Bullet Club Tatsuya Naito, I don't think I'm ever gonna see that Omega again. I think or like yeah, I, I, I think um be- like that Wrestle Kingdom shit. I don't think I'm ever gonna see that Kenny Omega because in terms of that's 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I I know what you're saying. Uh, I just think right now, uh, his his character is face, and I just think he's. Uh, I think when he's face, I think he's. You, you know he, he he's not like. R- remarkable, or, or or he's not like uh, I don't know, like uh, he 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 could be in some ways like Randy Orton, you know. Randy Orton when he's face, he's you know usually not in the top spot, you know. Um, right now, Kenny. O- so so you're saying if Kenny Omega goes heel. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying could be. I'm not. I'm not saying definitely. I'm not saying definitely. Oh, okay. I'm. Ju- I'm. Ju- I'm just. I'm just saying that this is. I'm playing devil advocate. I'm just saying this is. Uh, this is my um, theory. My, uh, my analysis of it, because a lot yeah. of a lot of superstars seem to either you know. You know, maybe it's like um, a certain point in their career, or maybe it's like uh, there's certain points all throughout their career where they experience this, but they experience like a, like kind of like a, uh, like um, the fact that they need to change, or or they need to like uh, you know change something up in the approach, or change something up in the in the ring, you know, so you know something, something to kind of uh, like. The, you know, uh, start anew and and uh, and see if like this works. You know, um, uh-huh. <clears throat> you, you know, uh, I I still think Omega has it, and I and I I think we will again see you know the the amazing Omega. Um, I I think he he at some point can win the heavyweight chip, the world championship, but. Um, right now, his character and his and his uh, like um, you know where he is in the in the company right now. I think he's just you know he's you know he's with Page, tag team champion. So playing, so playing, playing face is being safe. Um. I think uh, I don't know if that's exactly what and I'm also, trying to say, but well, I feel like that I'm I'm keeping it short and sweet and to the point. So playing face, uh, playing a baby face is sometimes it can be considered safe because okay, yeah, certain certain wrestler because I don't ever picture so Randy Randy Orton isn't the Randy Orton of today. Because he is a baby face, it's because he's a heel. Yeah. heel so is that the case? No. Heels get to push, push the envelope, push the, push the the look of things. Like hell, it, it, we have right now 
if you look at it, we have Randy Orton pump kicking people as a heel. Mm. We have we have Seth Rollins as a heel pulling people's eyeballs out of their head. We have we have uh, the Fiend pulling Braun Strowman into the water. Uh-huh. Uh, you have like in terms of the heel. You have how about okay? You have MJF as a heel getting to legitimately take a belt and lash Cody Rhodes. A face never gets to do some shit like that. I'll tell you that. I've never seen it. Yeah. A face has never got... So... Yeah, so see... It's a, it's see, you, that's... You can only cool. imagine... You, you can only imagine how many wrestlers... <clears throat> would, yeah. Just cr- would love to get the opportunity to be a heel because it would be a, a legit, true expression... Of a character, yeah, it all, that doesn't—that's not going to happen. And, and being heel, it all—it also gives you like, like, a, a, like the badass look, you know, the, uh, you know, the I'm the I'm the bad the bad guy. But see, not with Moxley. Moxley is a face, and he is one hundred percent badass. So it's with certain wrestlers that like that like when they're face they're like you know they're 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 proper you know they're proper but when they're heel they um it, it, you know they they have a badass like like uh chip mm-hmm. show yeah. you know, you so know? with that with that I, i'm gonna say we're, we're gonna save this for for a later point in time then um, and this okay. was a, a hell of an intriguing show. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was great. I'm just gonna run, run through these the last few things. Okay. R- real, real quick. Okay. So go ahead. <clears throat> so yes. So um, <clears throat> the that match uh, and the and the end result of that match, uh, Adam Page versus Five. Uh, it turns out next week we will have. Uh, Adam Adam Page and Kenny Omega defending the tag team championship against Stu Grayson and Evil Uno of the Dark Order next week on Dynamite. And then uh, the main event, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Jericho and Hagar. And uh, great match, Jericho trying to use Floyd. Ref Aubrey Edwards wouldn't allow it. She... Still, still, lots of outside interference, including who we thought was Serpent Serpentico. Serpentico is a, is a masked wrestler on Dark, um, and I'm not really going to go too much further than that. But he's a masked yeah. wrestler on Dark, and uh, and we thought it was him, but he takes off his mask after helping the Inner Circle buddies, uh, you know, beat the crap out of. Uh, out of uh, you know the Luchasaurus and everybody, um, yeah. He takes off the mask and it is Sammy Guevara. And and even though he's back and he's back as heel and he's uh, once again his cocky little self and everything like that, I'm happy for him because that would that would have been a very very bad situation that he got himself into and that ruined his career. And I am happy. Know that they were able to work everything out for him to be come back, come back, and continue his his character from before. 
I, I didn't want that to get ruined. I'm very, very happy with that. So that that being said, uh, that was um uh oh uh the best friends in Orange Cassidy came out to help uh um Luchasaurus and all that and all them and that made a match another match for next week. It's going Oh, we'll go over matches okay. when they happen. Okay. If anything, let's not let's not give people that's the co- the company the other companies to produce the or talk about what's actually happening. Okay. We'll just talk about okay. whatever matches actually happen. Okay. So uh, if anything, that's, our that's, our right. is to cre- we're we're here to critique the shit out of yes. these companies. Yes. So so we'll be here fast and furious, ready to talk the next talks. That's it for me, Blaze. My my hyper enthusiastic mad attack with the facts and the stats. Turnbuckle to turnbuckle, corner corner, pillar to post, off the top rope with a leg drop. That's it for me, folks. Blaze out. Mad attack out. Carter Riley, please sign us off. Recorded live from the Rantoul Street Studio in Beverly, Massachusetts. This was Ring Addicts. Your home for combat sports. You can email the podcast at ringaddictspod. That's ringaddictspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at ringaddictspod. <clears throat> Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash group forward slash ringaddictspod. You can also join us on Zello. The channel name is ringaddicts. Listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, the podcast is sponsored by and brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Download it on your phone's app store today or go to anchor.fm to get started. For Mad Attack, for Blaze, I am Carter Riley. We will catch you guys on Saturday. Peace. You're peace. peace.